0: This week's Winefellers is brought to you by the Hillsboro Tourism Board. Low on gas and near exit 164 during normal business hours? Visit Hillsboro. Learjet. Introducing our new sommelier interior edition with wine cellar and monogrammed ice bucket. Fly high above the indolent rubes in a Learjet. And River of Life Lutheran Church. Reminding you to ask yourself. Are you the reason why Jesus came? Welcome to this week's episode of The Wine Fellers right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of truebottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction
1: director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the wine feller
0: Mark and I welcome you to a very special Weinfellers event. It is our semi-biannual Bugfest. For those of you new to the show, Bugfest is when we team up with the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences, who will be holding their own Bugfest event this Saturday, the 17th. They're going to teach you about the bedazzling world of bugs, while at the same time eating bugs and pairing delicious bugs, with what else? Fine wine, right here on the show. And after our pairing scrumptious bugs with nectarous wine, we will have earned the opportunity to speak with Magdalena Sorger, postdoctoral student at the NC Museum of Natural Sciences and Dunn Lab at NC State. During the second half of the show, Sorger will discuss her favorite area of expertise. You won't want to miss this. Ants. But first, a very special Winefellers Malebug Insect Edition. Welcome. You've got mail. So
2: what you want you what you got got So what you want you what you got at So
1: what you want you what you got at mail? So what you want you what you got at
0: Mail, mail. Mail, mail, mail. Mail, mail, got mail. mail. That is always my favorite intro song for any segment we ever do.
3: Yeah, we should just play that uh, that intro for every segment that
0: we do on the show
3: from, from here on out. I'm sure we won't bother you, anybody. You,
0: you have a spectacular part in that, in that song.
3: I do. I had to practice that. It's hard to do the, <laughs> you know, <yeah. laughs> see, the, I'm yeah, already getting yeah. choked up.
0: Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> okay, now, I'm, I'm excited about today's, I see that you've called it the male bug today.
3: It is. It's the mail bug, because it's our bug fest this week.
0: Yeah, and normally it's the mail bag. That's right. And I I see what you did there. Yeah. I'm, I'm high, highly sophisticated here, Mark. Yeah,
3: I mean, it, it took a little bit of a play on words, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we're really excited to have our first mail bug for our bug fest this year. And uh, we did this before. Didn't we have a bug fest about uh, six months ago? We uh, had a herpetologist on from the uh, museum to discuss uh, what he does.
0: Didn't we? Yeah, we did. Now, first and foremost, though, The Fellers is a show about wine it is um, it's not but it kind of is right mark it is now however as many of our listeners already know mm-hmm. we do tend <laughs> to spend an inordinate amount of time discussing our second favorite topic it's not bugs no. i wish it was but recently it's been the zika virus
3: naturally that's our second favorite topic our no. listeners know this <laughs>
0: Uh, The Winefellers are all about not just educating the public when it comes to wine and pairing it with different foods, Uh but we also want everyone out there to remain healthy and safe, which is why I think we we took it upon ourselves to come up with this Zika uh, song.
3: Well, we made a Zika uh, virus awareness song, because Uh, that's which we
0: should do. We did, and- and we played that, and the CDC picked it up. I think it was uh, their theme song for about a week or two.
3: You're thinking of the Salmonella song we made for them,
0: but yes. Well, we were hoping they'd pick that one up as well. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, if they're listening, you know, give this one another, give this one another try. try. Uh-huh. Now, two days ago, we received a message via our website from John H., okay? He didn't tell us where he is from. No. Um, but I'm, I'm betting it's Florida. That's what I think. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it seems that John, after hearing the Weinfellers' Zika virus awareness song, which, mm-hmm. uh, as I said, we will play again we will play shortly, uh, he felt compelled to write us this short email, Mark. He says, this is beyond absurd. Mm-hmm. Educate yourself, he provides a link. Zika is a total scam. Now, b- before <laughs> you're shaking your head here, uh, you are a f- big fan of the scientific method, Mark. And I think before you, I know w- where you're going. Before you go into this, take a moment to explain to the listeners what the content of that link was.
3: Right. So he, he provides a link to a website, which I presume that he runs. And the, and the website... Maybe. We don't know that. I think, he, I think he might say that he does, but I don't know. Anyways, there's a website... That, uh, that's, you know, when you, you know how it is if you surf the internet and you go, all of a sudden you land yourself on a website and you see all bold and, and uh, capital <laughs> words, <laughs> you know you're in for a treat. Because whenever you read something in all caps, it's got to be true, because else why would they write it in all caps?
0: Yeah, and maybe even bold. <laughs> and underline. <laughs>
3: right. Uh, no, he saved the underline for the most important parts. So, so you know, you, you click on the website and he says Zika hysteria is ginned up by the CIA controlled mainstream media and that we are being set up like bowling pins for a mass genocide. Uh, this is all on the website. And, oh my God! And then, uh, and then, all caps. He says, "The reality is that there is zero evidence that Zika causes microcephaly, and an abundance of hard evidence that pesticides, like the one being sprayed on Miami right now, does cause microcephaly." And microcephaly, uh, for uh, those who are
0: listeners, is an abnormally small brain's head. Uh, see, I got half of that disease. I got the small brain, mm-hmm. but a normal sized head, and that's the way to do it. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, uh, I have. I I am uh, qualified to speak on the matter.
3: Well, I, you know, I probably am too. I mean, you know, I, I just I've had an MRI done of my head, and it's really just unbelievable. What so, is wrong with this stance? So on his website, he he says that you can enter a drawing for a free pound of sulfur. To help detoxify yourself from pesticides, and he recommends- Oh, th-
0: he's selling the alternate uh, um, <laughs> It's interesting. He, he, rec- he recommends
3: 10 to 20 pounds of sulfur to keep in reserve. Oh, this guy owns a sulfur mine somewhere. <laughs> That's a lot of sulfur. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and he recommends on the website that you drink sulfur water twice a day to protect yourself from chemtrails, and I'm not making this up, Wait, by the
0: way. Back up.
3: Yes. Chemtrails? you know chemtrails is
0: the oh boy
3: the trails left by planes in the sky that people some people who are of the paranoid type might think that there are
0: the government spraying us with something Now Mark you were a neuropsychologist for years before you got into the uh, wine industry I like to think that I still am Well I think so and I and that's I think why you're drawn to or you draw these people to you Yes maybe that's what it is Um what let's <laughs> let's just settle one thing yes when you look at the peer-reviewed literature regarding the effects of zika yes is microcephaly a, a, a agreed upon uh, as an, a, something that is caused by the zika virus so
3: as a neuropsychologist m- misinformation like this really upsets me some things really make me angry this is one of the things and when someone is uh, emails me personally with anti uh, science information mm-hmm. and uh and someone you know it, it's okay to be ignorant about things but to to <laughs> shout your ignorance at the at, at top
0: of rooftops well and, that, and ultimately cause harm to other people
3: and that's right and it's, it's often by people who really don't understand the scientific process how it works um you know <laughs> most of our technological <laughs> advances uh were made by applying the scientific method and and if you use the scientific method correctly you can debunk most stupid beliefs um, but it's really the only way we've developed in humanity to uh, to really find out things about reality and to overcome things like confirmation bias that can lead us down alleys that we shouldn't go down so it's it's it enables mm. us to think critically there's a lot of so, so for the record, okay, Zika virus is transmitted by a mosquito, yep. also through sex, by the way, and can cause severe develop- developmental like sex with a mosquito. Exactly. Mm. Uh, let me check my facts on that. And can cause severe developmental malformations in the infected newborn. Uh, I'm sorry, in the infected newly born, and and researchers have actually if. Recently, have found and identified the key proteins involved in this disease. Uh, Of the ten proteins that make up the Zika virus, two proteins, NS4A and NS4B, are the key players in the development of the abnormally small brains in the infected babies uh, with uh, microcephaly. So, Mm. and and that's you can look that up. Uh, Anyone's free to so. I'm just uh you know for our mailbag I'm just
0: challenging John uh, uh just slightly on his uh information. Okay, well I'll take the second part to it Mark. Okay. While you're challenging his uh belief that uh Zika is not does not cause microcephaly. Okay. Uh he goes on to say uh not only is the virus not responsible for it, yes. but the very things they're spraying to kill the mosquitoes, Naled, I guess, Naled, N-A-L-E-D, Organ, uh-huh. uh, the an insecticide, he's saying that, in fact, that causes it. So the, the, the whole story here is um, they he, they're, the government is sending in, I guess, these spray planes, and they're creating the very thing they're saying they're fighting. Now, okay, hear me out. Now, this N-A-L-E-D, NALED, let's call it. Okay. It is banned in the EU because it can cause some health issues. Now, again, whenever something's banned in Europe, they're very progressive over there, Mark. Are they? Yeah, and so, you know, I mean, they have lots of uh, views on things that uh, we just haven't caught up with yet. And is this something they've overreacted about, or is this NALED an actual problem to be treating the Zika virus week.
3: Now, everybody knows that nail it is good for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wake up and take uh, just a nice big breath of insecticide every morning.
3: No, I'm obviously kidding about that. Um, but the harm here is where uh, we could be actually doing something about the mosquito that causes uh, the Zika virus, but things are being delayed because
0: people are panicking about the cure to this. In some ways, that's the real tragedy here. Like, yeah. that's more of the danger. Right. We're not We're really talking
3: about cost benefit here, and, and
0: the, there's a true cost about not attacking this sooner rather than later. And no one has yet mentioned just the benefit of fewer mosquitoes. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that alone is worth spraying. I don't know why they didn't. You've been down to Florida, you've been through the Everglades. You know, you have seen the sprawling suburbia of Florida. Every outdoor swimming pool, every backyard is enclosed in a 40-foot you know, uh, net to keep mosquitoes out. That's true. Well, I can't believe they haven't been spraying this stuff for decades down there. As, and there's actually
3: uh, there's a contingent of scientists that say that we should just get rid of mosquitoes altogether, all that they don't uh, really serve any purpose.
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think he continues on in the webpage that uh, mosquitoes are actually uh, being protected by the, uh, the uh, insect spray companies, such as OFF and DEET. <laughs>
3: That's right. Because without uh, get rid of all the
0: mosquitoes, what will the what will the deep companies do? That's the that's <laughs> the concern here, Mark. The Weinfellers are very familiar with conspiracy. We have a warehouse in what we call Winery Fifty One, mm-hmm. where all of our special projects take place. And uh, I think I've just came up with a new one, Mark. Yes, a new special Weinfellers Winery Fifty One project. What's that? I would love to see us solve the Zika virus through consumption of wine Uh, we're gonna do this let's combine some naylead with a bottle of shall we say a 67 sauternes I don't see any problem with it and uh, we will just see how much uh, we can drink before passing out Uh or dying Uh, but enough to wear the mosquitoes are deterred from from biting us
3: we'll do that for society now if you're just joining us on the wine fellers uh, we're discussing wine but right now we're discussing our second favorite topic the Zika virus and I think we should uh, go out on this topic and play uh, what set this problem off in the first place is the Zika awareness song?
0: I've got it right here mark
3: Virus first labeled in 1947 with cases of microcephaly and the syndrome. The virus incubates in your body for 3 to 12 days. It causes skin rash, headache, joint pain, and even a little malaise. The virus is transmitted through the bite of an infected mosquito. And sexual transmission of Zika this is also possible. The Zika disease is usually mild and requires no specific treatment. But there's a special concern if you're a woman might be pregnant. I got Zika, from a mosquito, went to Puerto Rico, and now I got a fever. Symptoms from Zika usually lasts from 2-7 to seven days, and if you live where Zika occurs, practice safer sex activity. There is no vaccine for Zika currently on the market. So consider placing screens under windows or using insect, insect repellent. There's so much we don't understand about the Zika virus, and we need more studies to find out the disease's effect on the developing fetus. So if you happen to live in a Zika-affected area, get rid of standing water breeding sites, but don't inflame hysteria. I've got Zika from a mosquito was in South America i got like up.
0: Mark, that's how the Zika song goes, right? How could that
3: upset somebody?
0: Um, I I love a, I got Zika from a mosquito. <laughs> that's just really well done. Okay, this week we are celebrating Bug Fest. We on, are on today's uh, the Wine, uh, wine Fellers. Uh, many of our listeners, I think I need to remind them of this. Uh, of those who, who didn't catch this the first time, mm-hmm. many of our listeners remember a few months ago. When there was some, how should we say, confusion surrounding the WHUP mm. beg a thon. Yeah, we, we messed up. Our station manager, uh, over the phone, he misspoke. At mm. least that's our story. Well, that's our yeah. Uh, he says we miss we misheard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we heard him say uh, that we were raising money for the station, not with a begathon, but through the through a bugathon. Yeah. Right. Well uh, we, the accident, in fact, was quite fortuitous. Right. You brought in a bunch of bugs, uh, water scorpions, worms, rhino beetles, and we ate them on air.
3: And then we brought in a uh, herpetologist. Actually, I thought he was an entomologist, but, you know, it still worked out.
0: It still worked out because I think snakes actually eat bugs.
3: Uh, I yeah, I guess that's why it worked out. The, I don't remember. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, okay.
0: So he <laughs> gladly came on, and it, we caught the attention of our, our next guest's organization, right? Yes. So, uh, and we're going to get to, uh, that in a moment. Um, we, <laughs> I guess we're just going to go ahead and get on with it, Mark. <laughs> Let's do Mark's it. looking at me here. Um, now our station manager has announced the next WHUP fundraising event. He's calling it the HB2 fundraiser celebration now we're not quite sure about this one and i'm even reluctant to bring it up right now mark yeah i'm really reluctant. it's a little edgy it's very i think wrong right yeah. even for whup right it's, it's just not right the weinfellers don't really see any reason to celebrate this terrible law right so however we're 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 part of the the, the team here at WHEP Uh. and our station manager says we're having an HB2 fundraiser celebration. Well, we were going to add our own two cents and uh, wanted to share our feelings on the matter in song.
1: When she's trying to pee Cause men who've become women Are up in the lavatory Been feeling scared and hanging With my pal McCrory He's been dropping bombs about the Transsexual agenda Now he's been saying When a boy becomes a girl First thing she wants to do is molest, kidnap, and murder us all. And the best place for her to start taking over our country is in a public restroom where my frail wife is too scared to pee. Now whenever we're using the can, we are in constant fear. The governor and I can't tell who's who. So we got to beware. Can't separate the males and the females from behind the stall So Corey and I just gonna pee in some bottles in my car My wife needs a restraining order from me when I drink too much burgundy I can't get angry, which then makes her so wary of me They say me beating on my woman is breaking down our society But I always must know where she is so I can save her from those men with boobies Now whenever we're using the can we are in constant fear The governor and I can't tell who's So we got to beware Can't separate the males and the females from behind the stall So McCrory and I just gonna pee in some bottles in my car Governor and I gonna hug on each other And pee in my car As we repress the urges That we have for each other Governor says he's gonna take North Carolina real far So here's McCrory's solo On his self-righteous guitar
0: Wow, Mark. Well, we got Woo. through that one, didn't we?
3: Yes. Yeah, so uh, uh, I don't know if you have any questions about that song. I guess direct them to our station, station manager. manager. Right. Okay. Better okay. things. Better,
0: Be- great, awesome things right now. Okay. We are here with Magdalena Sorger, a postdoctoral researcher at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences. We will learn more about her and her role in this Saturday's Bug Fest yeah. later in the show. But first, Mark. We are all going to eat some bugs. I think you've brought some wine to pair I with it. I did, uh, Magdalena. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks
3: for having me. It is so uh, it's so awesome to have you. Uh, we uh, we were so excited for the last Bug Fest, and and here here we are, and uh, we actually have someone who's actually. Knows about uh, bugs and insects. That's right. <laughs> now, the last person on the show uh, corrected us in the set and they told us that uh, we were using the word bugs when we shouldn't be using the word bugs. There are certain things that are insects and certain things that are bugs. Is that right?
4: Yes. So, bugs is essentially a more general term that includes insects. Okay. And so, when you think about spiders and scorpions and things like that, they're usually considered bugs. Nice. but they're actually arachnids.
0: Yes, I know this one, Mark. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I, I absolutely know this one. And am I wrong in thinking it has something to do with the number of legs they have?
4: That's right. That's right. Yeah, yes. so all of these are arthropods. And so the ones, the arachnids, they have actually eight legs, whereas insects have six legs.
0: And that's the way we can tell them apart.
4: That's the way you can tell them apart. All yeah, right.
0: because I think we, we did eat a, we ate the scorpion. Right, and that was not a bug.
3: No, and we were told to think of it as a lobster because it's 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 closely related to a. <laughs> oh, no, that lobster made it family. so much easier. It made it easier to eat.
0: No, okay, <laughs> Magdalena. I so earlier uh, you came in, you opened up some delicious looking foods. This is going to be so much better than the ones you ordered off of amazon mark
3: right and for those of you listening at home and playing at home we will tell you <laughs> what uh, what foods we're about to eat like and after, lift up your carpet and find some bugs of your own and after the and show yeah. we're going to tweet uh pictures of what we're eating i've already taken pictures of them they're really quite amazing it's just i can't believe we're about to eat uh, what we're going to eat and we're going to pair them with some delicious wine
0: yeah now what tell tell our listeners about some of these dishes you've brought today and what what in the world we're about to eat?
4: <laughs> okay, so I brought today four different dishes, and so first we have a, a waxworm salsa, uh, which is with onions and tomatoes and wow. waxworms. Now, and
0: what are wax worms? I knew, I knew she like us. now I'm <laughs> it. But I'm just, I, I, Mark, I want to eat these things like right now. Yeah, but yeah, I'm these, uh, are the waxworms?
4: <laughs> these are the oh, wax worms. These are the oh my gosh. Yes.
0: To Do me, guys, to me, they look so. like maggots. Oh, Mark. Is that what they are?
4: So, that's my question. Do you guys have a guess what this might be?
0: Hmm. Wax. Are they fly maggots? Worms. No, wait. Do fly. Uh, Oh, wait. Oh. uh, mm. Moth maggots? Is that right? That's right. Yes. We're eating... the Whoa. larva, larva form of with a moth. Wax
4: moths. Oh yep.
3: my oh,
0: gosh! Awesome. This is yep. crazy. And it's mixed in with a salsa. That's right. Oh now, wow! Now, who, who prepared these? And yeah, they, these I mean, does
3: look beautiful. I mean, it really does. I mean, I
0: mean, yeah, the maggot part looks little mark <laughs> you gotta look you gotta look past that <laughs> I, you, I am i am you know well there and and we know this from from the previous shows i know we're going to talk about it again here in a minute but this is good food to eat not just for you but it's good for the environment mark
3: i know it is good for the well we talked about this i think uh, on the uh, last time i believe we talked as the population increases in the world we're gonna have to try to find to figure out how to f- feed people and this. Am I wrong? Is this one way we're going to be able to do yeah, it? Yeah,
4: definitely. Definitely. The um, ecological footprint of insects is definitely smaller than it is for some of the meats that we eat, and mm-hmm. so it's definitely a good alternative and very nutritious.
3: Well, that's, uh, that's good enough for me. <laughs> so uh, we're going to pair this first thing that we're eating, the waxworms. Is that right? Waxworms. Mm-hmm. Wax worms. And we're, we're pairing it with a 1959 Sauternes, Latache. I mean, Ooh, not Latage. Latage. No, no, no. I wish. Latour <laughs> yeah. La Blanche is the is the uh, sauternes that we're pairing this with, and uh, this is a, a sweet dessert wine. It's a little darker in color because it's really aged, but it's really nice. And the reason why I'm pairing this with a wax worm is that I wanted something very sweet to disguise
0: the taste of the wax worm. Oh, come on, Mark.
3: Well, you know. I just thought well, <laughs> that was my strategy.
0: So let's let's should we dig in and try uh, the first? Sure, one? Sure, we'll try the first one. Okay, let's see. How should we do this? What
3: would be the best way? Should we do it ourselves or <laughs> Mark? Okay. Just
0: take a chip and dip it in the salsa for me All and right, put it on the plate. About to do that. Here we go. Oh my gosh, this looks uh, this looks great. Looks, wow! Look at this. Oh, just me. just put a bunch on that chip there. That's there. perfect. Set it down.
3: Well, I'm giving it to you.
0: Yeah, I know this is mine. <laughs> here you go. There, here it comes. Here it comes.
3: Oh my gosh.
0: Oh look at this onions, and oh, wow. lot this there's a lot of sil- uh, uh, wax worms in here.
3: Yeah, so it looks like it just
0: looks like uh, salsa with uh, worms in it. White white kind of. I, I think you're worms. being polite when you say worms. The, you're right. These look it looks like a maggot-infested bowl of salsa. It does. This is gonna be so cool. <laughs>
3: it really does look like that. Okay, well, uh, bon appetit. Are are you want to try too, oh, or sure. I mean, uh, I just feel a little. I'm We're not. Trying I'm not a suspicious guy, but when our when our entomology <laughs> guest uh, doesn't try the food with us, you know, then I'm start getting a little scared. Okay, here we go. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it, Mark. One, two,
0: three. It's delicious. Hmm, it's good. Mark, yeah, it's good. Um, there's nothing wrong with this salsa. No, I do taste. I definitely taste the worms. I do because I don't, Mark.
4: I don't either. mm It's delicious.
0: <laughs> this just tastes like really good salsa. You don't get the texture of the worms? I get the texture. How about that? No. Well, you've got all of these onions, crispy, crunchy onions in there, yeah. which is actually a brilliant idea with this. And they're, the pieces of onion, the crunchy ones, are all bigger than the, the worms are in here. That helps. And I'm betting I'm going to eat this one worm right yeah, here, Yeah, eat a worm. I'm just going to eat the worm.
3: I'm going to try that, too, just so I can just try the worm by itself. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. ma'am. There's nothing wrong with it. Got I a cannot. It's kind of peanutty a little bit.
0: I, I get nothing.
3: It doesn't have much of a taste, but it's, you know, I'm sure it's high in protein, so I'm sure it's good That's for you. That's what
0: I'm saying. You've got the, the the extra just bulk calories in here. Yeah. And good for you, too. Now, let's try it with a Try it with, try it with the wine. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like the turn. I mean, the sauternes fine, but you didn't need a very sweet wine no, to overpower I, this I, one. I
3: didn't. I, I was just—I guess—I was being a little uh, careful. But uh, I just
0: love the idea of going to a restaurant, ordering a big plate of nachos, and it comes out with maggots all over it.
3: Right. I mean, this would be kind of a funny joke to play on dinner party Guess, where you're—you know—you uh, you bring the uh, you bring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dip comes out of the kitchen and like, oh my god, what happened? You know, is yes. and and you and then you say, oh, uh, whatever, and start eating it. Well, that was really good. So, was that it? Um, was that your invention? Is that the museum? How did they come about inventing this uh, this dish? How does that work?
4: So, I actually brought this from the museum. We have a very gifted cook over there. His name is Bradley, and so he was the one who um, cooked all this for mm, us. So wow. I just, Picked it up and brought it here, and so I'm having as much of a delight eating this as you guys. (laughs) Well,
3: kudos to Bradley. I mean, it really uh, there there really is nothing wrong with it, and I think honestly, if I have to be completely honest with myself, I'm really I get hung up on
0: the uh, idea of it. I'm sure most people do, and once I get over that, it's not a problem. Now, Magdalena, when when people, I guess Bugfest open to the public, Mm -hmm. folks come in and they you have this food available for them to try. Mm -hmm. What are what is the over you know all the other reactions what's the biggest reaction you you typically see when people look at this maggot filled salsa (laughs) you why am i not surprised mark can can, can people buy this
3: and take it home with them is that um
4: uh, we're gonna have some tastes for people but they can't buy it although i think it would be great if they could buy it right and that's a way to for the museum to
3: make money yeah oh that's brilliant mark like in a can or a bottle I'm just saying, but I think it's a good idea. So, uh, what's our next thing that we're going to try?
4: Okay, so next we have um, we have superworm tempura, which is um, <laughs> so superworms with uh, a dipping sauce, which wow. is I think a soy sauce and with some ginger <sighs> dipping sauce. Ooh, so amazing. again, what do you guys think those things are? Oh, superworms, super kind of big.
0: I'm looking yeah, over oh, here. Oh, um, caterpillars? Millipedes? No, no they're not. They got to be have to be worms of some sort super worms mark they've got to be like night crawlers or something the biggest ones of them all well if you're just joining us on the wine fellers i uh, guess you do kind of need to tell people what in the world yeah right going now on. <laughs> uh, magdalena
3: is serving us uh, it looks like it does really look like tempura if you've ever seen tempura
0: at a, at a sushi restaurant that's what it is but instead of shrimping in the tempura it's a big worm looking thing well it looks just like a normal earthworm from over here yeah like something it, you'd stick on a fishing hook that's right is that uh are we close no <laughs> oh, 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 oh mark this is gonna be a big surprise i'm sure
4: so just like with the with the waxworms so you're actually it's the larval form of something no boy. So it's the larval form of something crawly again oh oh oh,
0: oh goodness wait do br, br, is it like a centipede no, no it's it's
4: the adult form looks nothing like it
0: <gasps> oh, oh uh, butterfly
4: that's what that was. That was the, that was what the, the moth was. was. Yeah. yeah, they were moths. I have no are you idea. Are talking
0: like a? It, no, it's not a praying mantis because they come out little baby praying mantises. Yes, that's right. So yeah. what? What insects. would be the creepiest thing y- you would you could think of eating? Right the now. larval
3: stage of a tapeworm. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: That's a different group again. <laughs> Let's eat. <laughs> oh,
4: Mark.
0: Yeah. So I'm at a s- loss. <laughs> I have no idea.
4: So the superworm is actually a larval form of the most diverse insect group that is out there. And any guesses? I
0: really what don't know. We, uh, like, uh, why am I thinking ants?
4: Oh, I wish. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was going to say that'd be a pretty big ant. You're going to have the to most uh,
0: diverse.
4: The most diverse insect group that is out there, so the most different kinds of species.
0: Uh, Roaches?
4: Mm mm. But look very similar. Beetles. Yes. No. That's
0: right. All wow, right. what kind of beetle does this become?
4: So that's a darkling beetle.
0: Wow, it's that's a really a big huge, one. Yeah. It must be a huge.
3: beetle. When it's
4: adult, it's a little bit smaller than the than the larval stages. Oh, really? But yeah, it's still pretty big, w- yeah. I never
3: well, knew this. Let's let's try it. So uh, how should we do this? What's the best way? I'm not way? sure. Maybe I'm maybe gonna dip well, it and the, the, then yeah, put just it on dip there? one
0: and give it to me there, Mark. I'm not afraid. Wow, <laughs> did you did you um, dip it in in the uh, soy sauce ginger there i'm getting there uh yes yeah, oh wow. i didn't know what i was looking at from <laughs> over there oh this is a big old fella isn't it couple of them okay so an important question before we eat this where do these
3: bugs come from that's a good question
4: so all of these actually occur around here, but they're generally re- very common. Uh, and so, oftentimes, um, you get them to feed to other animals that you keep, like for instance lizards or frogs. Okay, so these things. are coming
0: from so, the pet store.
4: Yeah. All well, right. Well, Not we, sure if they're coming from the pet store, but they're definitely coming. You can grow from your own, Mark.
0: We've got a a uh, <laughs> uh, gecko at home, uh-huh. and we have a whole mealworm colony. <laughs> I'll make. Mean, uh, Mark, Mark, are you just going to eat the entire yeah, thing right I mean, there? So I just, I have to. Oh, if my. If you're listening. Oh, there's so many th- inside of these this. These are huge worms that we're about to eat. And they look like giant, giant maggots. So you too, you can
3: try these worms uh, this weekend uh, at Bug Fest uh, if you choose to drive down to the North Carolina Science Museum. So it's, it's, this is, uh, this is, we're trying it now, but you can try it on Saturday. So Cheers. Here we go oh gosh
0: oh my god oh my god mm. mark i think it bit me mm. oh oh boy. you know i mean the taste it's mm. fine it's wow. just i think some of its pointy mouth parts got stuck on my lip <laughs> as it was going into my mouth <laughs> no no no
4: or the legs <laughs> so uh, <laughs> is there like
0: a half
3: developed beetle <laughs> inside of so, this? So, but this you definitely know you're eating a, uh, some kind of bug this larva bug larva stage but you know it it's kind of the, you get this crunchiness
0: and it's kind of you got to keep kind of chewing and on there's it's like, exoskeleton like little, there. there's like little legs on it yeah you just mm-hmm. ate a single one yeah it's really
3: I, good again i think it's just the idea of it i think I fit, to me I like i'm tasting like a peanut shell kind of taste to it
4: well that's not bad no no I mean, no it's not, it's not bad
3: it's not, I, I encourage everyone to try it. it it's really it's really not too bad you're absolutely right it's the idea of it mark and you know what happened? While, I think that's unfortunate. You know what happened while I was eating it? A fruit fly in the studio landed on my <laughs> on my food, and I shooed away the fruit fly. Like that matters?
0: When you're eating <laughs> a giant maggot. Yeah.
3: What's the difference? Land flies later. There's a fly in my maggots. Yeah. I mean that's the silliest thing I've ever done.
0: <laughs> I'm still chewing the exoskeleton, Mark. Yeah. It's, I'm going to drink some wine with this one.
3: Yeah. So try your so try your 1959 turn. And the makers of this alternate back
0: in the day, this is how they expected you to drink this wine. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, mm. for some reason, I enjoyed this with the um, with the silk worm salsa, the wax worm. Well, yeah, I,
3: I think you're right. I think this the wine, the sweetness of this wine conflicts a little bit more of the really heavy dryness of the uh, of the uh,
0: tempura. And and again, you know, I I just want to encourage everyone to go down and try these things for themselves. Wow that was that's was really good um that was really adventurous I am not going you know, i'm gonna I'm gonna give these all thumbs up so far yeah and like huge thumbs up like there is I'm telling you they taste great there's nothing
3: wrong with them I'm just you just have to get over the idea of it it's kind of fun to eat a bug in a way because afterwards I feel like i'm I'm kind of a big deal yeah now that I've done this i can I can I can do anything i could i could uh uh I don't know skateboard eat a bigger bug <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else i could do because i did this um, we've had two of the four <laughs> yeah that's great so what's next
4: all right so the next one's actually my favorite and so the next one is kind of like a snack it's a um almond and it's all almond and rosemary mealworms mm-hmm. oh, and yum. so it's mealworms with salt butter rosemary and garlic wow. and so you just kind of take a handful
0: wow of it. oh it, that looks great
3: wow. so if you're just uh Joining us on the Wine wow. uh, we have Magdalena from the North Carolina uh, Sciences Museum and uh, are, are you st- saying that right Mark? Museum, that of right? Sciences, N- Museum of right. Natural Sciences, my Museum of Natural Sciences, and not she? Need not scientists. She is an entomology expert and she is a uh, she's a post tell you what, man. Doctoral fellow, postdoctoral fellow. So it's Dr. Sargore. Yes. Excuse me. And uh, and sh- and she is uh, serving us um, food that
0: uh, we wouldn't normally eat. Yeah, but this is going to be pretty good, Mark. Yes. This one looks, uh, well, of course, almonds. That's an interesting one. Yeah, there Mark. I don't know. I see the almonds Let's and mealworms. Let's try it. Now, this looks like they roasted them all in some oil, sautéed it up. This looks very good. Now, there's a lot of, uh, uh, I just want to call them maggots, but there's a lot of these
4: Wow. Mealworms. Mealworms
0: mm-hmm. to almond ratio here. Mm-hmm. So Mark, I'm just picking up a whole big handful of these guys. Wow. This is something. So yeah, so we're mm. so we're just basically eating a handful of uh no. this is worms. delicious. I guess worms. This tastes like popcorn. hmm Wow. Mm. This is definitely my favorite one. I actually want to eat more of this. <laughs> right. Well I'm not I'm just not see Mark, I'm overcoming my fear from eating worms mm. and bugs. So, uh wow. Yum. So, so,
3: am I correct to say that this weekend, it's okay that if, uh, if I bring my two-month-old, it's okay if she eats these worms?
4: Yeah, definitely. It's if, just if, like any
0: if, other food, right?
3: Right. Yeah. All
4: right.
0: <clears throat> now, can I put it in her baby bottle? Now, look, this is a family event, right? Yeah, yes, it is.
4: Right. Definitely.
0: Now, I know we're going to talk more about it later and how you got involved with it, is this... All of these things we're eating right now, this is pretty standard fare year after year. Right. Or, or do they mix it up?
4: Um, There's different things every year, but yeah, so... Yeah.
0: The nice thing with bugs, I would, would imagine, is you they're always in season? Or are some, like, you know, like strawberries are hard to come oh about yeah. in the fall or... Mealworms more accessible. it depends
4: how you where you get them from. So if you farm them, obviously, then that's always in season because you always sure. get new ones. If you get them actually from the outside, you actually collect them, then that's a different story. You're going to well, find uh, different.
3: Well, are we things. in mealworm we- se- season <laughs> now in North <laughs> Carolina? Would you
0: say?
4: Um, I don't think mm. so. Oh, okay. That's a shame.
0: Oh, yeah. Why well, you want to go out and dig <laughs> <pick laughs> some up? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this for this was very good. Yeah, this is really good. Uh, this is. And I
0: tried some wine with it.
3: So it's a it's a you know it's a, it's a try some salt your salt turn with this as well and it's a uh, it's
0: you know I think this goes well don't you I I agree you know I I enjoy the saltiness and you said there was some basil in here is that right or It's really good rosemary, rosemary and garlic Rosemary mm-hmm. and garlic Yeah it's 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 this is like savory. a savory it's just salty and savory and then you're, you're you're drinking this sweet wine it's fantastic I actually
3: I have, I actually like this quite a bit I mean I I could actually see myself sitting on my couch and eating this bag of mealworms and almonds Mark,
0: I just can't stop eating it. I know was that it's good? really
3: good, and it had kind of a nice like oil to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he, uh, 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 Bradley. Yeah. I don't know how he cooked it, but it, what oil he used. But it was, uh, it's really, oh. uh, it's really nice. So butter. Uh,
4: he actually used butter. Just butter.
3: Mm. Yeah. Oh. I yeah, I love it.
0: I love it. I do. knew there was a reason it tasted like popcorn. <laughs> yeah. So butter, this is butter and nice. salt, and it's a perfect vehicle to get those two things. Yeah.
3: So I'm gonna bring some of this home for my wife to try tonight. I think she'd
0: love it. Me too. What's There's next? a fourth, fourth one.
3: What's our fourth There's one?
4: Fourth one. Okay. So the last one, I saved that for last because I think it's it's the best one. It also has my own organisms in them.
3: Yes. So um, so there's <laughs> some ants. <laughs> that's right.
4: So that's the buggy bark, uh, and it's chocolate that's mixed with crickets, ants, cranberries, and salt.
0: Yes. That sounds great. Wow. So and did, Brad, did Bradley make this as well, yes, or is did. this your, so your creation? So
3: crickets. So it looks like if you're familiar with chocolate bark – That you might buy at Matthews or someplace. It looks like just like chocolate bark, but but it has uh, giant crickets in there. Giant crickets in there, and ants too. I don't see
0: the ants. All right, guys, we're getting into it. (laughs) Wow, Mm. it's very
3: chocolatey. Mm. That is very good. It's chocolatey and salty. What's not to like Mm. crunchy, very
0: crunchy, nice crunch from
4: the Mm -hmm. crickets.
0: That's a grip. I don't know if I had cricket in that bite. Let's try another one, Mark. Yeah, try another one. Um, how do I know if I'm getting an ant? Oh, there is one. They're I'm,
4: all over. You kind of see like little bodies and legs and everything. Wow,
0: it's really so, good. So let me say this: If well, I put down my J- my picnic out at the park, yes, and I got a bunch of ants on my sandwich, uh huh, I could just eat that sandwich and probably be fine. Absolutely. Are there poisonous ants?
4: Um, yes. Mm. Do you mean <laughs> yes, poisonous or venomous? venomous?
3: No, poisonous. I mean that you can't. Oh, eat.
4: that you can't eat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm right. not a hundred percent sure, but I don't mm. think so.
3: I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go on a limb and say, for those of you out there,
4: eat any ant you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the expert, here, Mark. <laughs> I mean, I would. The biggest worry is if it's still alive that it's gonna sting you or bite you in the tongue, which is maybe not so nice. But
0: okay, kill your ant before you eat it. Now you've learned that I'm the Winefellers. <laughs>
4: we're
3: learning a lot today joe we
0: are now i want to uh speak more with magdalena here about how she got into this field Mark, yes i do too um we're gonna uh continue snacking on this food drinking the wine but we've prepared a nice little bio here yes we need to learn more about uh magdalena we're gonna get right into that and then talk more with magdalena don't go anywhere You are listening to The Weinfellers. Magdalena Sorger is a postdoctoral researcher at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences. Her focus and passion are ants, but she also studies other insects and spiders. She earned her, her Ph.D. at North Carolina State University. Her research is on the behavior and genetics of insects and spiders in various parts of the world, including tropical rainforests, and yes, even your homes. Sorger loves talking about ants, especially to non-scientists, and even random people, I guess, Mark, who wish not to be bothered, let alone by someone discussing ants. That's not me, Mark. Magdalena Sorger, welcome to this very special bug-fest edition of of the Weinfellers, and it's so good to have you here. Thank yes, you. Dr. Sorger. Should we <laughs> yeah. call you Dr. Sorger or Magdalena? What would be the best?
4: Dr. Uh, Sorge
3: is nice. Dr. I like Sorger. That. I should have called you that <laughs> yeah, begin Mark, with. I don't know I mean, why just, I didn't. Just, I know. Uh,
0: hmm.
4: No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
3: and
0: Mark, Mark, Mark uh, is a doctor himself. I can't believe uh, you didn't think to do that. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, that was bad but, of me. But, I'm but I'm not uh, calling you
3: doctor. No, no, no. no. But listen, <clears throat> so ants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually love ants. And I'm being honest with you. Ants, you know, back to when we were talking about uh, me practicing as a neuropsychologist, Mm -hmm. ants to me remind me of the brain. Because Mm -hmm. the brain has, if you want to think about the brain and how it works, you can think about a colony of ants. And a colony of ants and the sense of collective intelligence, the way the ants work together. Every ant by itself, it seems like a robot, this kind of uh, uh, autonomous, machine that just sort of responds very simply to stimuli in the environment. But together, it almost gives the appearance that it
0: is being smarter than it is. It's called a superorganism, Mark. And we have Dr. Sorger, who is an expert in this.
4: So is that something that interests you? You mean neurobiology, the, the, or the collective
0: intelligence
4: oh, of, yeah, of
3: the ant? Yeah,
4: definitely. It's like it, there's something about how ants are similar to humans in a lot of different ways. So at first, they live in societies as we live in societies and mm-hmm. like uh, deal with all these different problems that we as societies deal with. But then there's this other level where you can look at a whole ant colony as a superorganism. So like cells work together in the human body to mm-hmm. like. Do different tasks, so I think those are fascinating things about ants. I
0: I agree. Yeah, but you know, we've all grown up listening, like reading, maybe National Geographic. You see a special, a Nova, Nature special, and you you think ants are pretty cool. But but to take it to the next level and really become an expert in them, what drove you to <laughs> in this pursuit?
4: Well, that's. That's a little bit of a complicated story, but not really, (laughs) I
2: guess.
4: (laughs) So I did not start off loving ants and loving biology and loving insects and all that, but I actually um, started my career in business. So uh, I went to business school and I got my master's degree in international business administration. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I thought I wanted to do, like make lots of money and (laughs) (laughs) that was the main goal. Uh, And then I went on my exchange semester actually to the U.S. I was in Illinois and took a biology class and and learned about insects for the first time. And I was like, that is so cool. It was the most exciting class I'd ever visited. And so I was like, that's not good towards the end of my business degree. (laughs) And um, after I finished that, I was traveling a lot. I paid a lot of attention to bugs and and ants and spiders and all kinds of things, and somewhere along the way, I just fell in love with ants and knew that that's what I want to do for the rest of my life.
0: Oh my gosh, Mark, that is, I mean, that's a great story uh, because many people go their whole whole lives and never find that passion.
3: That's true, they don't know what, they don't uh, find the things they're really interested in and they don't go for it, and and, and on top of that, I think um, within the specialty of ants, I think I remember reading that uh, you, are specialized in trap door. No, what's
4: it called? Trap door trap door, ant? door Tra- spider and trap jaw ants. Trap jaw Very wow. similar, different things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I study trap jaw ants. What are mostly. trap jaw ants? Uh, well, they're one of the coolest ants out there. Of <laughs> Not surprising. <laughs> yeah. So, um, they're these relatively large ants. They're about a centimeter in size, and they have these giant jaws that they carry sideways. So they look like little hammerhead sharks when they walk around. Wow. They're solitary huntresses when they walk through the leaf litter. And they have these trigger hairs right in front of where the mandibles are. And when something like an item of a prey, like a termite or something, touches these trigger hairs, right. they snap shut. Wow. And it's actually the fastest recorded motion in Animal Kingdom. Really?
3: Yes. Would this, hurt, would this hurt if it touched your finger? It does
4: not hurt at all. It's actually really, it's just a snap, so they'll hold on to it. But they do have a stinger.
3: Oh, the stinger. That so one hurts.
4: So they'll they'll hold on to you and then they will sting you. So oh that does gosh. hurt. I, I don't think it's that bad. No. no.
0: no. <laughs> so, I, mean, I guess you have been stung and bitten by a number of ants. You must yes. have been now Wow. I, wait, <laughs> what is what's the most we we've heard you hear about all of these terrifying ants out there that army ants and f- fire ants. What's, yeah. the most ant what's the most painful sting you've ant? ever encountered? Or
4: um that I've I've encountered it, I haven't been stung by it because I knew about the sting. <laughs> But I, I wish I I wish I wouldn't have known because when I don't know, I tend to just grab things and see what happens. <laughs> right. But so the most painful ant is uh, the most painful ant is a bullet ant. Mm. Have you guys heard of that? <gasps> those before? No, ant? no, no. Yeah. So the name bullet ant comes from that it hurts like a bullet.
3: Where oh my God? Where would you? Is that I assume tropical? Not, tropical. Tropical.
4: New World tropics. So now, you find it. Yeah.
3: Now wow. a tra- So a trap jaw ant and a bullet ant in a cage. Who wins? Oh, Mark.
4: Huh. I wonder. Do I? I, I want to say the trap jaw ant, obviously, but, nice. because, but
3: <laughs> because of the jaw.
4: Well, I mean, so here's mm. the thing: bullet ants are actually like none of these two ants are very aggressive. I mean, they will defend themselves when you actually. Like sit on them, or when they're somewhere when they have to defend themselves. But if they can, they'll actually get out of the way. And so I'm actually pretty curious what would happen if you would put them together. My sense is that the bullet ant might win.
0: Now uh, <laughs> I love this idea, Mark. This, you know, that's uh, maybe a whole nother avenue f- for Bugfest in general. Is you put
3: two bugs into wins. cages. Yeah, we might. I think we're we'll in trouble for that. I just—it's yeah, a so. hunt. I think so. <laughs> it's a hunt. Now, presumably, you have pet ants.
4: Um, currently I don't. Currently, all my my pet ants uh, that I would love to have are in uh, Adrian Smith's lab. He's the head of the nice. evolutionary biology and behavioral okay. lab. Okay, well, that's the interesting because it
3: really wouldn't be much for you
0: just to get an ant and have it at home.
4: Oh, I usually mm-hmm. have them. I usually have them. Like at different times of the year, I might have some. So yeah.
0: Do you put them in the, like, because uh, I had one of these ant farms as a child. It's yes. like, you know, the two glass panes and I mean the sand and or whatever it is.
4: Yeah, you can do that. I mean, I usually just have them in a the container nice. where they just have everything they need. And, yeah, I mean, that's more for display.
3: Now, if, yeah. if where you live, if ants happen to get into your home and, you know, they, go, they crawl on your kitchen table... What do you do? Do you just leave them go? Let them it just makes le- me very happy. So you go, so you just let, <laughs> let them do what they do and just uh, just I, go on and just you just have ants in your house.
4: Yeah, I mean, so one one mm-hmm. time back in Vienna, actually, I was I woke up in the morning. There was an ant on my pillow, and so it turns out there was an <laughs> ant colony in my room somewhere. But you know, it's just like I just woke up and looked over, and I was just like, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you know, I mean, ants make me happy. So that's
0: great. Are they a, a useful insect to have in the home like when we see a little hoppy spider in our house we Mm -hmm. love that they're there and uh we'll read stories to it before bedtime and (laughs) we take very good care of the hoppy spiders ants seem like they just might get into your sugar bowl
4: yeah so yeah so the jumping spiders i mean they're definitely their predators and i've watched jumping spiders also in our house like eat stink bugs and things like that so you definitely spiders in general you want spiders in your house for sure
3: okay you do want spiders
4: ah with ants i'm not sure if they do something useful in the house they might get rid of carcasses and other things that are dead oh that's right they might do that so
0: after
3: you eat your chicken you have your chicken carcass, <laughs> yeah, sure. and you just leave it on the table for the ants.
0: You come up, m- come wake up in the morning, and all the dishes are done.
3: But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They cl- they're all cl- if you le- if you leave them there long enough, I assume they will be clean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think that that one's going to work uh, at home later, Mark. After dinner, I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> Say well, I'm not. I've got this new idea. <clears throat> well, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not speaking for the entomologist,
3: but you know, I think she'd probably be on my side of that. But we'll just <laughs> yeah, it's like I
4: actually put an idea in my head there. <laughs> I might try to.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. So I think you know, really, ants do fascinate me. And aside from, well, uh, <coughs> really all the really interesting, uh, different. Uh, ants that do different things and, uh, and also we talked about before the collective uh, intelligence of ants. And, you know, one thing that's really interesting I, find, I found is that, uh, you know, when ants build bridges, you know, there's not one ant that decides to do it. Somehow they all get together and they decide that they're going to, they're going to build a bridge together.
0: <laughs> that is
4: fascinating. Is that right?
0: Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, do they, have they built any bridges I've heard of, Mark?
4: <laughs> they, they build bridges, you know, yeah. like to get from one branch to the other. They do do that. Um, or to pull something that is really heavy where they need to like build a daisy chain. So they will do things like that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's usually pheromones that they communicate with. So it's ah. kind of invisible to us. Ah. But there is communication going on chemically. Well, very good. We,
0: we've been talking bugs and bug fest with Dr. Sorger. Uh, Doctor, we've got a few minutes, uh, just literally a minute left. Yes. And I want you to tell our listeners when this bug fest thing is exactly and uh, where it is. Yes.
4: Okay. Yeah. So BugFest is happening this Saturday um, on the seventeenth uh, at the Natural at the <laughs> North Carolina Museum go. of Natural Sciences uh-huh. um, in Raleigh, North Carolina, and it's all day. It starts at nine in the morning and it uh, goes all. Day I think to 7 p.m. There's something happening in the evening too. Um, If you wanna like see cool things about ants, I'm gonna have my booth together with um, a whole bunch of people who know about ants on the third floor of the uh, Nature Research Center um, in and around Dr. Smith's lab. uh, And you can learn everything about fire ants. We're gonna have um, how to recognize a fire ant and other cool ant facts uh, there. And I'm giving a talk at 3 p.m. at the Daily Planet the big round building about the coolest dance.
0: Wow. wow. Don't miss it.
3: If you have kids, seriously, take them there, because this is the most exciting thing you could possibly do for your child.
0: Dr. Sorger, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today, and thank you for the food. My pleasure. <laughs> You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows.
2: See you next week. Songs and melodies. Change and change and sway But they still stay the same The songs that we sung when the dark days come Are the songs that we sung when we chase them away If I ever found a pot of gold I buy bottles and told of the nectar of the vines Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories, love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day